Welcome to Allworth State of the Industry. I'm Scott Hansen, uh, co-founder here, and uh, appreciate you taking a little time to chat. We've got uh, one of our partners, recent partners, actually a very recent partner, uh, who's going to be joining us today and talk about her journey and her story and why she chose uh, the, for a succession plan to be part of Allworth as opposed to other routes she could have gone. So uh, Lori Ingerson is joining us. Uh, Lori, thanks for taking some time today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And first of all, your 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 name it, it is pronounced Ingerson. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Not always easy for everyone, but you're pronouncing it correctly. All right, because it's one of those that's a, is that W supposed to be like a V? But anyway, um, so oh, just, it, it sounds just like it's spelled. <laughs> uh, so, Lori, we're recording this right at the beginning of October, and when is it that you officially closed to to join with Allworth? We closed on June 30th, so right before the 4th of July holiday, which was a little, um, we thought the timing would be difficult, but it actually ended up being fine. Okay, so and maybe we'll could talk yeah. a little bit about that as well. So give us a little bit of background on what the firm Harvest Partners, uh, how was the firm organized, what was the size, what kind of clients you served, et cetera. Absolutely, yeah. So. Um, it's a family team. My father, Roger, uh, started in the industry in the early 70s, and I joined him in 98, and we came from the wirehouse world. We were actually with Prudential Financial, uh, eventually UBS, and then we went independent in September 2016. So it's a relatively small firm. There's three advisors, Roger, myself, and Tim Mazanek, a relationship manager on the team. And then we had an uh, investment um, financial analyst. We had an operations person and two admin professionals. So relatively small, 250 million assets under management. And our real niche was just working with the millionaire next door on making sure that they had a financial plan in place and then implementing some advanced planning strategies that we would recommend through tax mitigation, wealth transfer, wealth protection. And the the process you guys went through, maybe give a little background of when did you and Roger start discussing like what's going to make the most sense succession-wise and what was that journey like? Yeah, so we did have a succession plan in place for Roger, which of course was going to be me, and Roger is extremely active still uh, in the business and loves working with his clients and has no plans to retire, but time marches on. And so we knew we had to make sure that we both were comfortable with what the next steps were going to be. So as we were talking about potentially him slowing down, um, we decided that it was important for us to do our due diligence to see what other options there were out there for us. And so we talked to a number of different firms and we got a very good uh, education on what options are out there. And so, so what that, aggregators that, are, or, sorry. That process, I don't, sorry to interrupt you, but did, did you <laughs> hire, did you hire a, a consulting firm or a banker or someone to do a valuation so we actually, we didn't. And I know a lot of people do go through investment bankers and they kind of put out um, uh, offers or they want to get offers so they understand, you know, what what is available to them. But I think what was more important to us was to find a company that had a similar culture 
to ours and that we wanted to work with. So we didn't want to just have some numbers on a paper and that was going to be what made our decision. And so uh, we talked to a number of firms, either through word of mouth or going to uh, different uh, conferences. And I believe Roger learned about Allworth uh, through the SEMA um, uh, there was a C, uh, CE event in Arizona and somebody spoke there. I apologize. I don't know who it was, but he came back and he was very excited about Allworth. And so then we just started on this journey of meeting after meeting and just determining who we uh, felt, as I said in the beginning, culture-wise um, was was a good fit. And Allworth was just at the top every single time, not only just from the professionalism to the responsiveness to just every meeting that was scheduled um, was so organized and the follow-up was so great. Um, we really, from the very beginning, Allworth was was uh, the top contender. And I, I imagine there was some, dis- you've had some thoughts and discussion in the past about just buying your father out. Um, versus, versus, I'm sure, versus join us. <laughs> Maybe tell us kind of that journey and why you why you ultimately decided to partner with us as opposed to figuring out how to buy your dad out. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was in the plan from years ago. Our operating agreement. We had the succession in place and what that buyout would look like. Um, but as time went on, we really just um, realized that we needed also a succession for myself. Uh, I'm, you know, not in my 20s anymore, and uh, at some point, I'll need to have somebody um, take over for me. And we felt that we would be in a better position to do this together than to, for God forbid, something to happen to one of us. And then we're scrambling at that point um, to make sure that not only, uh, most importantly, our clients are taken care of, but also our staff is taken care of. Um, So they're depending on us, just like our clients are depending on us. And so um, that was um, the main reason uh, that I felt that it was important for us to to go outside of just... um, the traditional uh, succession with me buying him out. Um, I also really liked the opportunity to de-risk myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, buying him out is uh, is a risk that I am, you know, going to... Yeah, you'd to... be doubling down at this stage in life, right? I Correct. Mean... <laughs> Correct. Doubling down where, to be honest, I really liked the idea of maybe unwinding a little bit myself and... Um, reducing some of my responsibilities rather than increasing my responsibilities. And if I was going to reduce my responsibilities, that meant hiring more people um, and um, and increasing the size of, of the company, which at that point, I really um, wasn't too motivated to do that. Yeah, I get it. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was there at the same exact spot. We, we sold the majority stake to private equity about six years ago. And um you you get to a point in the business where you want to keep growing, but like you don't want to have to dip dip in your piggy bank to help finance the growth at this stage. And at least that was me, right? Like at this, you get to a certain yeah. stage in life, and like more money is not going to make anything different, but less money could certainly change things. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, and then just the cost of technology. Uh, I think the tipping point for me was 
having our annual um, cybersecurity assessment. And I'm on this assessment, and we just had one the year before. And every time we go on it, there's our IT professionals are there, and they're talking a language I don't understand. And all of a sudden, costs are going up by four or five thousand a month. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm going down the line, and I'm thinking to myself, well, this is just going to happen annually. And so, what happens? you know, to to our profits at that point when we're putting it all towards cyber technology. So being able to scale that technology with a larger firm and partnering with a larger firm was very attractive to me as well. It's the cost and the complexity, right? I mean, um, Mm -hmm. you would think that with technology, things would be getting more simplified, but it feels like this industry gets more and more complex. I would agree. And also, I'm not an IT expert. I'm not a cybersecurity expert. I'm relying on these professionals that every every time we have an assessment, every time we have a phone call, there's always extra costs. And so it's a little frustrating to me um, to not know, it, it, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Should I do it? Should I not? Now, I don't have to worry about that because all worth is taking Someone care of Someone else's problem, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> what are some of the other things that you were felt good about offloading that maybe you're still in the process uh, of, but looking forward yeah, to not having yeah, to deal with again? Yeah, we're still in the process. Yeah, I, I think some of the um, you know HR is is a it can be time consuming, and even though it's for for a small company, um, you know there's actually even in a smaller company, I think you rely so much on each person on your team that if somebody is sick or somebody's out for an extended period of time, that can really um, hamper your ability to just run things efficiently. So now we have backups. Um, that are just, you know, fantastic. And you have your own HR, Allworth has their own HR department that will be handling all of those assessments. And then they have leaders in the operations areas and the client service areas. And so that kind of day-to-day management is still there because I'm on site, but the more extensive work that goes on behind the scenes um, is being taken care of. And you know, like a healthcare plan. Every year we have to assess these healthcare plans and it's just, it's very time consuming. Or your payroll, going through a, a payroll assessment and we've made changes over just the six years we were independent. I think we changed three times for various reasons and that was just, just such a time suck uh, when I really just want to be working with clients and, and future clients and networking with centers of influence. Let's kind of back up a second, because you were with, with the Wirehouse. Um, you mm-hmm. left six years ago, seven years ago, right? Seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, seven years ago. Yeah, now, yes. seven years, established a, a, a business of which you were able to get pretty good value for, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely. Cash and some all-worth stock, right? So, um, That's right. It, well, if you were still with the Wirehouse today and you wanted to do something similar, what would that look like? So what that looks like is um, my because I'm always perplexed. The, I'm perplexed why yeah, people still works. still stay at the warehouses. I'm like, I, I, I know <laughs> because you spend all this time building a business and you really don't actually have the ability to sell That's it right. in the same way, right? So as my dad likes to call it, it's a POW exchange, basically. So what it looks like is <laughs> you have a um, offer, so uh, they'll. I give you a multiple and everything is done, of course, very secretly. You can't um, notify anybody. You're not really supposed to be taking any information. So there's broker protocol information that you're allowed to have on a spreadsheet. 
Um, so, you know, that takes a pretty decent amount of time to get that information together. And then you essentially get a promissory note. And that promissory note, you have to pay back interest on that promissory note. So when you receive the offer, it looks extremely attractive. But when in reality, you are getting a pay cut to your cash flow, um, and you are not really yeah. receiving that true value as you thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if if you have a, a team where there's multiple advisors, and if you have an older advisor that shifts a percentage of his production to a younger advisor, well, then he's taking an even bigger yeah. haircut. Yeah. And then you're locked in for a certain period of time. Typically, it's seven to nine years. And um, you know, you're paying that back over that period of time, but there are advisors. This is what they do to make a living. I know many of them that they go from firm to firm to firm and they are, you know, they wait that period of time and then they get another buyout. And so they get a kind of influx of, uh, of cash and then they're just living on that over, over those courses. And that's of the, years. the POW but exchange. <laughs> that's a POW exchange. Exactly. I coined by Roger Ingerson. I don't want to take that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's just amazing the value you guys created by uh, setting up your own shop and, and going. Absolutely. Yeah. And I imagine when you left the warehouse and set up your own shop, the vast majority of your clients followed you. Absolutely. Yes. We have, Really, we do a great job of being proactive with our clients. We're in touch with them at least on a quarterly basis, but really much more frequently uh, from monthly to every other month. And that means that we become really an extension of, I don't want to say their family because that sounds kind of cheesy, but you know, we are somebody that they confide in. We know a lot of personal information that they're just not going to share with everybody because we're in touch with them and we, we have close relationships with them. And I think that it does, you know, when you see the success we've had with transitioning um, from the wirehouse to then going independent and now independent to partnering with Allworth, um, you know, we had a very, very high success rate. And so, you know, I think that for us with Allworth, because we had Charles Schwab as our custodian, that made that um, very, very simple for them. Their statements didn't change. Yep. They're still using our old performance software, so their client portal, and, and that transition will just, you know, I think that will be seamless once we go over to Tamarack. And so for them, it was signing a few pieces of paper and understanding that, now the name, the Harvest Group, is no longer, and now we're all worth financial. And funny enough, we were sentimental about that for sure. That that was one of our um, maybe kind of angst around the decision was losing our name and losing our identity. And there were some clients that felt the same way. But mm. at the end of the day, they know that we are their team in Waltham. And uh, as long as we're still in communication, they still have access to all of us they're happy because they, they've been happy with how we've worked with them up until now. And they know that's not going to change. In fact, we have more resources, a deeper bench on the investment management team, and all of those are just pluses for them. Yeah. So they understand that we did this with their um, needs in mind. Did you lose any clients in the transition? We lost a couple. Um, one was unfortunate because they they had um, 
really just taken a turn health-wise, and their daughter took over um, the finances. And they lived in New Jersey, and they had their own advisor, and so that was kind of easier for them. And then another client, which I am sad about in a way, but they weren't necessarily an ideal client because they were not responsive. They were not responsive to us um, over the years. And, um, you know, when you're making recommendations and <laughs> you're trying you to implement strategies, <laughs> correct, and they don't respond to emails, it's really not an ideal client. Right. We've and all at had the end those. of the day, yeah, exactly. It's and at like, the end wow. Of the day, they were, yeah. <laughs> you need to care about your life savings a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I have a strategy here that will help you save a lot in taxes. Let's implement that. And it's like, you know, they, they don't call you back. But they were really performance chasers, to be honest, and, and that's not an ideal client for us either. We want to manage the assets according to the risk they need to take. We're not trying to, um, you know, have a hit a home run and, and beat an index every year, and, and that's just not the way that, that we work with our clients anyway. And when you, so we closed on June 30th. When did you notify your clients, and how did you notify your clients? So we called all of our clients. Um, we, so we, every one of them and every one of them, Mm -hmm. every one of them. So we just hit the phones and, um, yeah, it's important for us, for us, because we're in such constant communication, we wanted it to come from us, not an email. Um, and so we spoke with everyone and I would say that, let's say 85% of them were just absolutely no worries. Some of them very excited that anyone that really has a business background or has owned their own business, they understand why you would make this type of decision. Some other people that maybe don't like change, that was a little bit of a nerve, you know, nervous uh, kind of phone call for them. But as soon as they had time to think about it and maybe you had a second conversation, they were fine with that. And so I think we, I, I like to set records. So we, we had over a hundred percent of our assets come over. Um, the market definitely helped with that a little bit <laughs> because of the performance in July. Um, but I think we had pretty much all of those phone calls made within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Great. And so it's been three months now, let's pretend it's three years out, right? You've been in this industry since 1998. Like mm-hmm. what's the ideal situation through th- what three years from now? What's, What's happened between now and then and to, to where you feel really good about where you are in three years? Uh, I think we'll, I will be able to just focus on, as I said before, what I want to do, which is working with my clients and bringing on future clients and helping Allworth grow. I mean, that's, we all have a common goal and, um, and being able to take a little bit more time for myself because I don't have all of those additional responsibilities mm. that I had before. Yeah. And that part I really, really love. I mean, even just thinking ahead, we just signed a, we had just signed a new lease and, and moved our office and all the work that went along with that. We had completed that in September. So a year ago, um, we just moved into that new space and, um, not having to do that again is, <laughs> is is very very exciting for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I don't see myself uh, retiring at all. I'm I'm going to be here for for the long term because I really love what I do and I'm loving it even more honestly now that I don't have to do and and think about all of those you know other 
um, areas like compliance and and the IT and cybersecurity and and HR and um, even licensing. I don't have to think about that anymore. I've got Justin that's going to take care of that for me. And then <laughs> you'd mentioned de-risking earlier. Has that? Yeah. How, how has that impacted kind of your mindset on your business and future business? And well, it's definitely a stress relief because. You know, we really pride ourselves on on client retention, of course, and and that's still um, extremely important. But some maybe older clients that um, have ten beneficiaries, um, and then they become an un- ideal client or not an ideal client because you don't want to have ten hundred thousand dollar accounts from a one you know million dollar household. <laughs> So those types of worries um, I don't have. And then also I don't have to buy out uh, my father or his estate if, God forbid, something happened to him. Um, I don't have to take over an operating loan. I don't have to take over the lease uh, for for our current space. So, you know, those de-risking, um, that de-risking has, you know, kind of just made me see a, a less stressful future. Oh, good. So I don't look out at the next, you know, couple of decades of trying to hold my head above water maybe, um, or, you know, making sure that everybody's needs are met. Now I know I have a team with me. I have a partner really in mm. order to, to make sure that that happens. Well, and my hope for you, Lori, is that this next chapter in your professional career is your best chapter. So I'm really excited you're here. I appreciate and we, that. Our, our, we, I've heard numerous times from folks at Allworth just how great the people at Harvest Partners are. And um, Thank you. Yeah, you guys really we have a great... So. You know, you're just all really genuinely nice people. <laughs> thank you. Well, we think that they even though you're in Boston, you for sure. Yeah, yeah, even though we're Boston exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching winning time right now. So if anybody has watched that, they know there's there's a phrase about Boston in there. I won't repeat it. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, hey Lori, thank, thanks a ton for taking some time today and really glad you're yeah, a partner. Yeah, Scott, thanks for having me. Yeah, All this right. is great. I appreciate it. And and again, uh, we we love um we love Allworth, and, and we've really uh, just enjoyed working with everyone here. So thank nice. you very much. Thanks a bunch. Okay. Take care. Well, hey, if you want to learn more about Allworth Financial and some of our other partner stories, and we've got some great white papers as well on what's going on in the industry and whatnot. Uh, check out our website at allworthpartners.com. Again, allworthpartners.com. I think you'll find it beneficial. And we'll talk to you next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.